Good morning, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on Thursday, September 17th. Uh, wherever you are, I hope this finds you very well. Uh, I know if you are in the Kiel, New Holstein, St. Anna area of Wisconsin, it is a beautiful morning. Sun is out and blue skies, so praise God for, uh, for the day we've been given today. Um, if you are new to the podcast, this is uh, Joe Zank. I am a lay Catholic minister uh, within the Diocese of Green Bay. I'm uh, called a pastoral leader of three rural Catholic parishes in the Kiel, New Holstein, St. Anna area. Uh, and uh, every day, Monday through Friday, I read the gospel of the day. Just to invite anyone out there who would like to, to, to ground themselves in the word. And then I give... Uh, brief reflection. Sometimes it's not so brief on uh, on what the word says to me. Anyway, uh, if that is uh, edifying for you, if that is uh, something that brings you closer to the word, wonderful. If not, you can just fast forward that part. But uh, then we close with uh, a decade of the rosary. And uh, so, brothers and sisters, what uh, we're going to look at today, we will look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter seven, verses thirty-six to fifty. Luke 7, 36 to 50, and uh, a little bit longer, but a beautiful, beautiful story. So let's uh, dig into God's Word today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. A certain Pharisee invited Jesus to dine with him, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. Now there was a sinful woman in the city who learned that he was at table in the house of the Pharisee. Bringing an alabaster flask of ointment, she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the ointment. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner." Jesus said to him in reply, Simon, I have something to say to you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people were in debt to a certain creditor. One owed 500 days wages and the other owed 50. Since they were unable to repay the debt, he forgave it for both. Which of them will love him more? Simon said in reply, the one, I suppose, whose larger debt was forgiven. He said to him, You have judged rightly. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? When I entered your house, you did not give me water for my feet, but she has bathed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but she has not ceased kissing my feet since the time I entered. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with ointment. So I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. He said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The others at table said to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? But he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Such a good gospel, and there is so much there. Uh, but again, I, I'm just going to scratch the surface with a, with a couple of different thoughts. The first is, okay, so we know that, that Jesus, and Jesus, brothers and sisters, we have to know this. He would accept and reach out. Uh, he would accept an invitation, reach out. He was equal opportunity in who he loved and who he brought the gospel to. We see here, he is at the, the home of a Pharisee named Simon. That he did not just go to those on the fringes and the outcast, although he most certainly did that. But he did not limit himself there and say, I choose them over you. It was never either or for him. It was both and. And, and here we see those worlds collide. And, uh, and Simon needs a little bit of credit here. Um, for two reasons. One, he was open to the teaching of Christ. When, when Jesus said, uh, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, speak, master. He, he, he basically like, okay, I, I need to hear something. I'm open to that stance. Uh, would we be so good? And two, we're in Simon's house. Remember this. And this woman, uh, uh, and they say, what is it? Uh, there was a sinful woman in the city. I think that's got to be just code. Uh, she was a prostitute. I'm, I'm, I would be quite certain. Simon deserves credit because he allowed her in his house. He didn't have to do that. Um, but, but Jesus, again, is this equal opportunity person who will reach out to both those who owe 500 um, days wages and, and the one who owes 50. Uh, trying to bring God's word. Again, may we be so good as to not say, I stand with these, but not with those. Uh, may we bring God's word wherever we are. Now, that was not what I was going to talk about, but I just kind of went there. Um, so, gosh, I mean, again, so much here, but let me just focus on this. First of all, God is not afraid to have sinners near him. We need to see that, brothers and sisters. I mean, that whole idea is Simon, or, or you know, thinks to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman this is who was touching him, that she is a sinner. Meaning in his mind, one needs to stay away from them. Sinners stay over there. I'm over here. There's a chasm. There is a gap in between them. And, uh, and I count myself with the righteous. And they, whoever they are in our lives, they are not the righteous. They are the unwashed masses. Um, and again, that dichotomy. But Jesus is not afraid of, of letting them close. And so if, if that is how our God is, brothers and sisters, that our God draws close to us as we are, not just when we are as we should be. He draws close to us now as we are. And if he does that, what does that mean for us? Um, one, it's fantastic news. But, uh, but two, I think it says two things to me anyway. One, maybe we shouldn't be so quick to try to take those parts of us that we don't care for, and we all carry them, brothers and sisters. We carry those dark corners that we don't share with other people, that we know about that shame and that guilt and that, that burden. Um, and oftentimes we'll just 
put it in a closet and pretend it's not real and distance ourselves from it that way. But how do we love ourselves with that closet door open, with our full acknowledgement of who that is, that, that we can acknowledge that um, as being somewhat of, of, that is a part of who we are. It is a part. It is not all. It is not all. But brothers and sisters, it is a part. And we do not keep, need to keep it distant. Um, and, uh, and two, of course, it, it invites us to, if God is going to draw close to those who are the others in our life, then maybe that is an example for us. Not even maybe. Of course it is. Um, again, that we don't, we don't need to be afraid to associate with those unwashed that we feel are. Because you know what the truth is? In, in associating and, be, and becoming closer to them, we're going to find out they're a whole lot more like us than, than different. But brothers and sisters, I guess what I want to say here is um, this woman uh, is our greatest teacher today. Well, Jesus, I'm sure he is, but, but the woman is certainly number two. One A, we'll call her. Um, because she knows who she is. And she knows where she needs to go. Brothers and sisters, I, I think this woman, in a sense, it could be our patron today, our patroness. Um, because she's fearless in taking stock of her life. And it brought her to tears, what she saw. And she knew there was only one place she could go that would take that burden from her. Um, do we have the same courage that she has in both senses? First of all, to fearlessly take stock of who we are. You know, I've said this many times before, and, and I'm sure I'll say it again because I believe in the truth of it. Um, you know, when alcoholics come together at an AA meeting and they introduce themselves, um, hello, my name is Joe and I'm an alcoholic. They don't do it uh, to shame each other. They do it to remind themselves, this is a part of who I am. And in naming that part of who I am, uh, I, I invite myself to, to love myself in the midst of it, to be loved in the midst of it. But to always remember that, that um, I, I mean, to allow it to humble me, uh, that... Uh, that this is something I struggle with all my life, not just up to the point where I, I got sober, but that that is always before me. And, and I carry that burden with me wherever I go, and, and I need to remember that about who I am. And what that does, brothers and sisters, is it is a great equalizer, not only around that meeting, but in life that we remember who we are and what we are in, in a wonderful and humble way. When we can fearlessly take stock of our life and say, hi, I am Joe and I am A. And, and then just start checking things off. Whatever, whatever it is that that fearless inventory shows um, that I get to name and I get to claim and I get to allow God to love me in the midst of it. And God invites me to love myself in the midst of it.
brothers and sisters, this calls us to humility. And what humility does is it doesn't let us get too big, nor too small. Well, let me talk about the small part in a second. It doesn't allow us to get too big for one another. That, again, it, it, it ends our judgmentalism, doesn't it? Our judgmental nature. Because if I know this is who I am, and I've not put it in a closet and hidden it, or tried to avoid it, or, or distance it from me, you know, then I think I'm not in need of forgiveness. Then I think I only owe 500 days or 50 days wages. And that forgiveness means less to me. But when I know, no, I am in need. I am an alcoholic or whatever that is that I carry. That's just the, the example of the meeting. I know what and who I am. Um, and it invites me not to point fingers at others with the burdens they carry, but instead I empathize and I share. Uh, last point I'll make, and that is it, it invites us not to be too small. There was only one place she knew she could go uh, to be healed of this burden and, and to have that burden taken from her, but, but in a sense loved within that burden. Um, no, I think love invites her out of that place of who and what she is. That, uh, that, that Simon is judging her in. Um, but it invites her to be loved with her. I mean, we go to, what, a hundred different places to try to heal ourselves and the shame and the guilt and the burdens we carry. And maybe that is alcohol or drugs or, or pornography or something that, um, I mean, goodness sakes, it could be as simple as as Netflix or, or the Packers won this last weekend. Um, and that is a drug of choice. And that edifies us and allows us to stay away from that fearless inventory. Or, or we go to other places and hope that we can just simply avoid this. But she went to the only one who was going to look at her and say, I realize who you are, and I realize what you carry, and I love you in the midst of it, and you are forgiven of that debt. That you can set it aside. That's why I think, again, at the end, where Jesus says, your faith has saved you, because she placed her faith in the right thing. We place our faith in, in all these other things, brothers and sisters, and they cannot save us. They cannot take that burden from us. They can merely invite us to forget it for a while. But then we pick it back up. There's only one place that invites us to set it down and say, you are loved. You are loved and you are forgiven. Our God is not afraid to draw near to us, brothers and sisters. We must be fearless in our inventory of ourselves and honest that that is part of who we are. And know we are in need because it is only then that we can go to the one who can forgive that need, that the only one who can take that burden from us. And that, in turn, brothers and sisters, invites us on, on a great equalizing plane um, with other people who carry their burden, and we can share that with them. That's called evangelization. That's what this is all about. Uh, again, so much more I'm sure it could be talked about, but that is enough uh, for today. So thank you to this gospel writer of Luke. Thank you to Jesus for his words. Thank you for this fearless woman being such a great teacher for us today. Let's pray. Uh, again, invite you to bring your intentions before our uh, God, before our Blessed Mother at this time.
And let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration of, uh, of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, brothers and sisters, have the best day. And uh, I look forward to us breaking open God's word together again tomorrow.